So what you been up to, man? Uh, I haven't been up to, well, okay. So, you know, I bought a house last year and I've had, uh, like the, the homeowner nightmares happening Mm -hmm. recently. Like I, I went about a year without having anything bad happen in my house. And I was like, why was I, yeah, why was I renting for so long, dude? This, I, I, I own this (laughs) thing and I, I yeah, I paid the, yeah, the honey, yeah, I really had the honeymoon phase. I was like, man, owning a house is awesome. And then I've had some I've had some shit happen uh, recently uh, that I've been kind of dealing with. Uh, I got a lot of trees around here, which I always was kind of sus of. But, you know, you think, man, those trees have been there for so long. They'll stay up for a while. Turns out sometimes they fall down. Uh, (laughs) So I had a I had a tree fall on the side of my house. It didn't break anything. It kind of just like fell asleep on the side of my house. Like it kind of it fell onto some other trees. So it didn't cause any damage, but it, it, it's on it's on the side of my house enough to where I don't need to get it dealt with tomorrow, but it needs to be dealt with before the snow uh, starts to fall really heavy. So I've been getting quotes on uh, people coming out and quoting it's how much it costs. It's expensive, ain't it? Yeah, dude, it is expensive. Isn't that crazy? For a tree, well, a freaking well, tree. And then they do have some – so they got the, like, sales pitch gone because I got, I got a guy come out. My first guy come out, he just quotes me on this tree. You know, I'll remove it. It's $500. Uh, if, if I don't haul it, it's $750 if you want me to take the wood. I'm like, okay, whatever. So I get another guy to come out. He quotes me on a cheaper price, but then he hits me with, hey, by the way, this tree that's next to the tree that fell down, that one's going to fall down soon too. So you want me to quote you on that? I'm like, uh, sure. <laughs> like, what do I do? I'm not a tree expert, dude. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. So now I got to now I gotta have this debate with Megan. I, I mean, I got, I got cheaper prices than that. Now, I got my like cheapest haul the wood price because I don't I don't really want the wood because I don't care uh, is like uh, four eighty five but then but then I got a debate well do I want its dead boy next to it too because that's another three hundred because it's a skinnier tree but it's still yeah so now I now I need to I'll probably just go for the cheaper option and, and hope that you know the, the the sweet god on earth will blow the uh, other tree in any other direction if it were to fall someone else's house will take the front. yeah it's standing <laughs> it is standing straight up so it could go to me or my neighbor and I might just play uh you know house Russian roulette and hope that if it does fall it falls on my neighbor's house and then I walk outside and say ooh oh, oh, that sucks <laughs> I know a guy though I'll get, I'll get you a quote. <laughs> yeah oh yeah exactly yeah I, I happen to know a guy yeah that tree we removed last year yeah he said that one was fine he said he thought that one would be around until 2300 that's kind of strange <laughs> it just fell he, he said it, yeah after global warming hit that thing would still be around but yeah so don't let him hey that that firewood is worth some good money by the way so i don't know if is you it? want to throw away for money you can have guys come and pick that up for easy cash i'm not well, even I asked my dad. Well, oh, I guess if I could kind of offset the difference, I asked my dad if because I don't own a chainsaw. Like I don't own. I, I'm slowly getting house stuff. Like I have a leaf blower now because we got leaves. Is that electric or gas? It is electric. Uh, I kind of wish. I don't know. I I wish it was a little more powerful, but I, I don't have to do. I already have stuff I have to deal with with the gasoline. So I I don't know. I always worry about spilling gasoline on myself. Uh, so I can't do that with a wife throwing a match at you. Yeah, <laughs> Here, my, wife, this, honey. my wife oh, is constantly my wife is constantly <laughs> throwing me lit Zippo lighters. It's kind of just our thing. <laughs> it's our thing we do. <laughs> yeah, we you know some people toss a ball around. We toss lit Zippo lighters around. So I just don't want to risk it. Yeah, with the gasoline on my clothes. But <laughs> so I, I yeah I, maybe it's it's something to consider. But that, I've just been dealing with that whole rigmarole. And then uh, we had uh, my cat broke our fireplace our fireplace is made of glass he just jumped into a pane of the glass and shattered it he was fine the fireplace glass was completely shattered uh, and, and the problem with that is a chimney goes to the outside 
So uh, the cold air comes in through the broken glass of the fireplace. So we have like a, a cardboard duct taped. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. So, someone walks in. They think, wow, they must, you know, fight in this house or something. They got UFC uh, uh, 263 going on inside this living room. Yeah, and they keep throwing uh, lighters yeah. at each other. I, yeah. Throw, yeah throw, <laughs> throw throw the glass of the fireplace. Uh, <laughs> so I got a quote. I was like, hey, what if I want to replace this whole fireplace? I think it's ugly anyway. They're like, oh, that's a casual, you know, $2,000. So I was like, well, let's just replace the pane of glass. I took I had to take the door off to this fireplace place today and get it cut and that's it cost like sixty bucks, but that's the whole thing and then because it so got the cardboard. Dumb, right? It's just time. It it's is effort. Oh, yeah. It's the dumbest thing. I have I have about. like actual work like people I'm trying to get this I, I want to get this merch website out because I have this these merch designs I like and I've been into like I kinda well, this enjoy is no doing place that to be plugging side. yourself, Joel. Come down. Okay. Well <laughs> yeah, the plugs start. How, how soon can we get the plugs going? <laughs> Let's get to the plugs. <laughs> I was, I was, I, Let's I wrap this thing up. We're, we're at least ten minutes in, yeah. I'm I'm getting a little antsy, but anyway, I'm trying to do this like actual things that make me money, not take right. my money. Uh but but it's like, you know, I'd like to get that up, but also there's this cold air blowing in my house, and there's a tree that's right above my office that's leaning against the side of my house. If I look out my window, this thing's just looking down at me like, "You want me to fall on your window? Because yeah. I'll do it." Sir. I'll do it. Uh, yeah, but so I bet that, and then uh, there was something. Oh, uh, well, we uh, had a little backing out our, our car backing out of the house accident, which is more the the car's fault than the house's fault. Uh, but so I got to you get a quote on fixing a dent in my car. But that's you know, and then there's other stuff. But yeah, it's yeah. that's all I've been up to: the parenting and the. Uh, my house is falling apart in the streaming, really. Yeah, how's all that parenting stuff going? The parenting stuff is nutty, dude. Because uh, we got to the six-month mark, and then right. it's like the the difference in growth between six months and – because we're almost at seven months in three days. We're, right. we're recording this on the second. You know, I'm sure you'll be uploading this within a month. Uh, she'll she'll months, be yeah. – yeah, two or three months. This will be up. Uh, she's going to be seven months old on November fifth. Uh, so she, between six and seven months, she's grown exponentially more than between b- birth and six months because she is starting to say words. She's starting to to crawl. Uh, she crawled to a uh, an outlet for the first time the other day and started oh, touching nice. it. And I was like, "Oh boy, we gotta." We got we got to put some uh, got a baby proof keys out yeah, there. Yeah, outlet condoms. Yeah, over there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we we conveniently leave all of our silverware near the outlets just because <laughs> yeah. we, we don't have a drawer for it. So we figured yeah. the best place to put it would be near our, a power source. So we know where it is. Right. Uh, so got to get that set up, gone, and then yeah, I. I yeah, just my bank account is is really on a diet this fall between that the house stuff and I'm I'm buying gates like uh, uh this is a oh, season yeah, seven of Lord of the yeah. I was about to say Lord of the Rings I meant Game of Thrones yeah we, we we're putting gates up the yeah the, the the baby's going all around but put a gate around the fireplace so the cat can't break it put a gate on the stairs so the baby can't die. Uh, by you know the, there's something with the stairs they fall down them or something yeah yeah You're not very good uh, at falling downstairs uh, yeah exactly Apparently. yeah yeah she. Yeah, she <laughs> You know the crawling thing; it doesn't happen all in one uh, I, w- one swift motion. They go from uh, not crawling to to crawling perfectly. They they fall down a lot and roll around and tumble. So it's you know well, she's we're starting to kind of stand up and do all that kind yeah. of stuff. She hasn't not, tried own, to really like, pull. So that's up, been good. If she, she was trying to pull herself up and down up, stuff, she she goes from like crawling to like kind of crab walking. Yeah. Like she walks on her feet and her hands, but she doesn't do it too much. I feel like. She, Maybe she'll give us a week or two before – if she was starting to pull herself up on things, then I would be in a real rush to like, all right, we got to get – because I don't think she could physically pull herself up on the stairs or pull herself up out of her crib. But maybe that's 
that's in the near future. That that's what it'll get really scary. It's like, all right, you're you're like an actual human now, uh, walking around on your on both of your feet and trying to move. <laughs> Do you around. have that's... like a walker for her yet? Oh, geez, she's a baby D four. I mean, that's that like seventy five <laughs> no, years away. Probably. They have the little, Get her some they, tennis like balls and circular thing. <laughs> you put her in, and then it has wheels, and she can just run around and use her legs. Like uh, we do, n- we do walk. not. The the thing we have an exer saucer, you know, like the circular one where you the put their legs through and they kind of can spin around in it and stand yeah. up in it. That's her favorite thing right now. It's also she every time she's in it, she uh, fills her diaper up, so it's kind of like a porta potty. It's kind of <laughs> interesting. She has an interesting relationship. Well, she should do fine with sitting down on the potty and just going. Well, she's, stand, she's like standing. Yeah, she and she's like well, I mean, when, yeah, it's she kind of strange. Yeah. Side arm. yeah. Okay, yeah. If, you don't, if you don't stand while you're doing it, you're not a man. Yeah. I, I got places to go. I can't sit down. Uh, yeah, but we that's on the, well, I want to say it's on the Christmas list, but I feel like she'll want it before Christmas, so maybe we'll be looking for that for Black Friday sales coming up here. Cause, you know, yeah, those, or get one of those, uh, too, those things you like hang in the doorway where they bounce up and down or whatever. Yeah, because those look really fun. Well, it's somebody, and then just even a not like for smaller you, for the baby. Yeah, for the oh, oh. yeah. I was going to say you wouldn't be able I to jump get, much. Like, you, you kind of fill I, up the door. I, frame. I almost brushed the door frame when I walked through as it is. So I'm like, all right, well, that's kind of a guaranteed yeah, concussion. But it really makes my head hurt, but I'll keep doing it. It's supposed yeah. to be fun. <laughs> you know, I just it, I wanted to get these door frames out of here anyway. Get some new ones, so I might as well bash them up with my head. Uh, but just yeah, even like any portable thing where I could like do the dishes and like have her on the counter and some type of like baby mover thing that's kind of smaller than a, a giant it's like a giant circle her extra saucer thing yeah. can't even get it up and down the stairs so something some standing stuff yeah. she likes that stuff yeah you're gonna spend a lot of money during christmas because you oh, know I bet. baby first christmas you're getting yeah you're gonna be at oh, least she's over. she's one of the only so her next closest relative cousin in both of our families is seven years old so he's kind of he's getting you know there's a gap between and there's no other kids besides those two in our immediate families both of them so she the grandparents uh go in on her in terms of the things they get for her like she got she has a 35 dollars nike tracksuit uh that i i i asked my mom if she got that on sale my mom said don't worry about it so <laughs> forget about it <laughs> Forget about yeah. my. Yeah, la- last Christmas I got a fifty dollars gift card to Tomato Brothers, but that's fine. <laughs> my, my, my daughter's gonna have. Uh, my daughter actually has black cement Jordans that uh, a, a family member or well, a friend, a close friend got me. But she has the shoes that are as nice as the shoes I get, and she's unemployed. She, I have a job. She can't even walk yet. She can't even use those yeah, she shoes. Can't, yeah, she can't even walk. She has the. Sh- she's already got her, her sneaker. Her closet's already fire, and I, she can't she's even crawling walk. around scuffing the tops of her shoes. Exactly. Yeah, I no can't respect. even. I'm not even. I'll put her in those on the most special occasion. I mean, yeah. wedding or funeral. One of the first ones she goes to, she'll be in black cement Jordan. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's a little too much there, Joel. Yeah, um, man. yeah, maybe something nicer. What is what is on the uh, roster? Because y'all got to start thinking about um, Christmas and what you're going to get her for sure. So, what's it going to be? Like, what's yeah. the big one? What are you going to uh, tell well, your parents? Any... To get it? That's what I'm really asking because you so, know, that's what you yeah. always do. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well, she grows out of her. I mean, knowing me, guys, this is going to shock you, but she grows out of her clothes super fast. She is the size of an average one-year-old boy right now. Uh, she is in the 99th percentile for height for a seven-month-old female. Um, so she grows out of all of her clothes super quickly. I mean, we have some baby thrift stores in the area where kids. I mean, it's like for kid thrift stores, so kind of people will exchange their kids clothes there for <clears throat> like bigger ones so we we haven't been exchanging clothes we've just been buying clothes on the cheap from there but we can't keep her in her clothes fast enough uh she goes out of them so any like long sleeve winter 
type Michigan clothes for about like twelve to eighteen months. You is mean what Michigan she'll State need. clothes? Come on, well, no, I okay, I, I okay, yeah, <laughs> she I didn't a lot of Wolverine stuff, I, I meant for the temperament. She doesn't have any long sleeve clothes. I should have said Midwest or Northern. It gets a little <laughs> chilly around here. I, I just restocked my closet with a couple of sweatshirts from some birthday money because I I need to stay warm. We we don't have a, with the hole in the fireplace. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's getting even worse around here. Uh, so all clothes are the number one most important. And then, and then any interactive toys and like standing toys, because we have the one extra saucer and then we got like six toys you can put in your mouth. Uh, and then other than that, uh, nothing really like, you know, TV toys are like the ones that make the crinkly sounds like paper. For, that's really entertaining to <laughs> yeah, babies. It's, it's a hot uh, they, they really love that crinkly yeah. noise. Yeah. <clears throat> but other than that, you're yeah. getting her the outside of the present. You're getting the wrapping paper and the cardboard because oh that God. seems like what's going to be the best thing for her right now. I know. Yeah. I'm going to get her like some baby iPhone or whatever. And then she's going to be like, oh, sick box. Like, no, Sienna, <laughs> put that down. This is, I got this. Dad saved up for three weeks. No, yeah. It's, uh, months since your birth. Yeah. Interactive, interactive toys and clothes are on the, I might even we might even need to get some of those before Christmas, but that'll be on the Christmas list for sure. Has she started watching any uh, TV shows or anything yet? Are they like, yeah, yeah? She likes shows. Um, they, there's a baby channel, but the the baby centric channel is really creepy. Where it's just like they, the ABCs are on. You know, we got a half hour of ABCs and then a half hour of numbers or whatever, and then there's just some colorful dots moving around the screen. It's like this is, uh, doesn't seem like something you showed up babies. Kind of creeped me out, like a cult thing. <laughs> Uh, but there's a, she watches Disney junior. So we got all the Disney junior shows. Uh, she likes Vampirina a lot, which is about, so Vampirina is about, there's this vampire family sucking blood out of people. No. So, okay. They don't eat. They, that's, I kind of, I think it's, it doesn't teach her what vampires are actually like. So now she meets one. She's going to think that they, they basically eat, they eat like eyeball sandwiches on the show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, she's gonna. They actually do eat blood, but the show is inaccurate. They eat like eyeball sandwiches, so they're like vegetarian vampires. But anyway, they they move. <laughs> so the, in Vampirina, they move from Transylvania to Pennsylvania because they they tell you all this in the intro song. They move from Transylvania to Pennsylvania because there's too many monsters in Transylvania. But then Obviously. they also bring monsters with them from okay. like monsters come to visit them from Transylvania, and then they have monsters living in their house. So it's like. I, I, it's like moving out of the hood and bringing the hood with you. I don't yeah. know what they're doing on Vampirina. And then she's always saying like constantly stuff like today is totally baddie. And then uh, like D4 was talking about uh, like when we say living the dream, living the nightmare. She's like, I had a I had a bad dream. It was a good one or whatever because they want to have nightmares because they're scary. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah it's, uh, so it's a bunch of I actually like that one. And then um, you know what my favorite one is? Uh, Puppy Dog Pals. You remember the, yeah. the show um, – or not the show, the movie Half-Baked from the 90s with yeah. Tim yeah. Brewer and Dave yeah. Chappelle and Harland Williams, the guy that's like super stoned and like talking to the horse, Harland Williams. Yeah. He created the show Puppy Dog Pals. Uh, so there's actually humor in it for adults. Like it's – you know, it's mostly for kids obviously, but it's made by a humorous adult who plays uh, the main human character. And there's like a – like pop culture reference to it. Like there was a whole Weekend at Bernie's episode where Bob is like – Bob is the guy. He's like asleep. But, you know, the Weekend at Bernie's movie from the 80s is right. like where they're carrying a dead guy around a party yeah. with him. So it was, they have – there's many like pop culture references in that. So, yeah, I'm getting in all the, all the kids' shows. I can't talk with you guys about – 
uh, Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones anymore. But if you want to know the latest episode of Puppy Dog Pals, I got you covered. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that, though, Joel? When you go back and watch the shows when you were younger and you look at them as an adult, you're like, oh, my God, they made a sexual reference there. Or they made an adult yeah. reference there. That You're like, what the hell? I never yeah, noticed there's, this. There's YouTube compilations of that, of, like, inappropriate things from kids' movies and shows. And it's like, oh, my, that really oh my, could be interpreted. I, I don't see how, as an adult, you could interpret that anyway, other than that is, a, 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 a like, a very obvious sexual reference. Yeah, Mommy and Daddy are having special time right now if you could please leave the room Everyone's yeah like, what? Uh, okay well okay, and, and as a right. kid it was like wow they're getting ready for christmas or something <laughs> that's the special <laughs> time to be christmas. Christmas. <laughs> yeah. right. that's the special time i know mm-hmm. that's pretty good um so are do you do a lot of the babysitting right now are you babysitting like so, all the time <clears throat> kind of our setup <clears throat> sorry i'm like clearing my throat so much jeez i don't know what, what's uh, i just had dairy or something uh but yeah our setup right now is Megan is in school getting her master's degree in her field, which is uh, clinical psychology, but it's more, it's kind of a more focused field because she does therapy uh, for younger children, uh, usually with uh, learning disabilities, specifically autism, uh, but other, you know, there's other things you could be diagnosed with that are kind of akin to that. She's worked with uh, children that have uh, um, kind of like nerve damage or brain damage at a younger age. And that's, a growing field in Michigan uh, and across the country. I mean, it's in the medical field uh, is what her focus is. So she's getting a master's in that. And when you have a master's in that field, you can move to an administrative position where you're facilitating programs and it's uh, higher pay. And that's kind of what she wants to do, kind of design the programs rather than just implement them and kind of make decisions on uh, what routines these kids will go through. So she's doing a master's program full time and I'm working so I'm I'm paying all the bills and all that right now. Uh, so we're basically splitting time watching Sienna. Like, well, we'll kind of yeah. even for today, you know, today is like a major homework day for her. So I, I did one errand in the morning and I'm doing this. And most of the rest of the day, I'll just be uh, with Sienna. Now, during the week, I, I don't really like to stream on the weekends for whatever reason. I, I mean, there's most of the sports I like to watch on the weekends. And then now MSU basketball is coming back. And so I'm going to have to work around my sports a little bit because I like to watch a little bit of sports. That's my little uh, free time thing. Um, we during the week, she's watching Sienna uh, the majority of the time. She's really good about getting her homework done. So she gets it done on the weekends or like when she's napping. But some some days, I mean, we basically are just splitting time right now because when she graduates, she'll have she'll be the financially secure one in the family and I'll be kind of the wild card. So and she graduates next summer. That's where we're at right now. Kind of a little holding pattern. <clears throat> Is her uh, nephew like the. um um I don't know, like her uh, inspiration behind doing that kind of stuff. Well, yeah. So, um, yeah, my nephew, um, he he had to have uh, a couple of heart surgeries before he was one years old. And uh, he has like some developmental uh, disabilities, but he's uh, advanced farther uh, than, you know, what was thought at a time. There's always setbacks uh, with kids. It's, you know, it's scary. You don't know how they're going to develop as they get older, but he's, um, you know, really advanced now uh, and I, I think that was a big part of it. Although ever since I've been dating Megan, she's been working or I, I, like she was babysitting, but she was doing it from a very young age. And she's always been really good at it and really interested in kids. And it was one of the things, you know, when you when you go through a mental checklist of reasons to marry a person, very high on the list for for me with Megan is you know, if I have kids with her, which I want to do, I know they will have in my mind the best mom possible because she's just she's so good with kids and it's her she's made a career out of it when you know when you're thinking about what you want to do for a career uh she 
would, you know, it's, it was fairly obvious to her she would be doing something uh, working with kids. And specifically, I, I know if she finds it rewarding to um, work with kids that are struggling through, um, you know, no fault of their own usually, and to see them make advancements. Uh, she's really good with that. Cool. I know, like, if you um, start in that field, like anything with psychology, you basically have to have a master's to do anything uh, with it. So this you is know. our first master's, correct? Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's a focused master's degree on uh, specifically um, working with. I, I mean, it's mostly children with autism, but it's it can be uh, it, it's it's a specific type of therapy for for children uh, with social. Uh, I, I guess that are kind of behind socially at a younger age. Uh, it, she can apply this master's degree to uh, the the medical field and the therapy in which is implemented in this, or she could. I guess, be a school counselor with this type of degree because it's a focus in early childhood um, education and the type of therapy she does, which is uh, ABA. So, yeah, that's her first first. It's a, a lot of degrees nowadays. You need like a master's, a master's you know, yeah. unless it's yeah, something really specific. Is she going to Michigan State to do that or is she going to? No, she's going to Arizona State. The Arizona oh, State okay. has a, a, a really large online program for it. So she got her undergrad from Michigan State. And she's doing her master's at Arizona State. And if we, I, I guess it'll depend. If no more trees fall on our house, if we save up some money uh, next summer, uh, kind of as a graduation present, I might, we, we kind of want to go to uh, Arizona State. I believe it's in Phoenix. I'm not sure where Arizona, I, I think, I know Arizona University is in Tucson. I, I think Arizona State University is in Phoenix. We kind of want to go there to actually uh, have her walk in her master's ceremony and get the degree in person and kind of do a little trip to yeah, that'd be cool. Arizona. A vacay. Yeah, a little, yeah, a little quick vacay. I don't know. We never really been to uh, uh, the only desert place I've really been is Las Vegas, and uh, you know, you kind of stay in Las Vegas. It, it, it's a whole different environment from uh, from Michigan here. Whenever I hear people talking about living in Arizona, and it's like, oh yeah, it's December twenty first, and it's seventy five degrees outside. So I can't relate. <laughs> I, I guess it's kind of I don't know. I I would I feel like if I was born there, I, I wouldn't want the opposite. But I, I to, to to live in an environment where uh, most plants die. It's kind of strange to me, but it could be, you know, it would be a fun little trip to see that. So hopefully that's kind of our plan for the next. Well, I kind of have we we feel like we both have our life planned out until next summer. And then we kind of reevaluate when she gets a job from her degree. Cool. I like it. Good little math. Yeah, little little, little one day at a time, a little map with a a, a short uh, kind of a a long term and a short term, short long term. Well, now you've uh, we kind of talked about how much you like your sports and stuff like that, and we kind of uh, told you we were going to have a topic to kind of talk about today. Um, so our topic that we're going to talk about is the kind of the NCAA ruling and all that kind of stuff that's going on with uh, paying athletes as far as like endorsements and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so if people are listening and they don't like, if you don't live in the U.S. and you don't know what's going on, or if you don't really watch sports or pay attention to sports. So right now, college athletes are amateurs, so they do not get paid for. I mean, they get you know scholarship money and um, you know nice dorms and all that kind of stuff, but they don't. They get a small allowance. They yeah, get... they have like money to pay their water bills and stuff like that, but they're not making near the money that, like, say the college is making off of selling their uh, jerseys in the fan store or online or whatever kind of thing. So that's kind of what uh, is starting to roll into effect. And it kind of started with California passing a law that um, it bans the school from preventing the athlete from making money off of their um, likeness. Yeah, their likeness. So like their 
<clears throat> so it says that they cannot be punished by the school, but then the NC at that time when they passed, well, it's not going into effect till like January of 2021. So before yeah, that, it's kind NCAA, of like a warning shot to yeah. NCAA, like, like hey, you get need your to fix this kind of thing. Or, and, and as soon as California passed the bill, Florida passed. Uh, basically copied copied California's Copy homework. Florida passed the exact same bill, and that's right. kind of how it happens with a lot of these state laws. I mean, you saw that with um, marijuana legalization is in you know, over half of the population of the country now because people will copy what they'll do, and they'll go, that'll happen with these state laws. And California kind of knew what right. it was doing when it put that down. Yeah, so they've, they've uh, kind of said all that stuff, and then the NCAA has come, uh, come out now and said that or they passed a ruling or whatever it was that they – like want it to be that they want to do that, but they don't want it to, or they want to protect the recruiting and they don't want money to sway students from signing or transferring to separate schools, which to me just makes it sound like NCAA is just stalling. Like they, they want to say like, Hey, we're, you know, we're totally for that, but we don't want to like, we want to figure out how to do it correctly. And as of right now, they're trying to make it, where it's all outside sources that are bringing in the money. So like the actual school won't pay the student anything. Or it'll, like Phil Knight. Right. Like it, it'll be it, – it'd be, it'd be tough if Phil Knight is uh, like the Nike CEO who's a big Oregon booster. Right. Suddenly has a bunch of Nike factory jobs for these kids or whatever. Yeah. And so like, like – hey, do, do a signing at the Nike store. Right. Yeah. So like <clears> they can do autographs and merch and endorsement deals and all that kind of stuff is kind of what the California – deal that kind of started it was uh, so that these kids can um, make some of the money that the colleges are making off of them or whatever but so now it's kind of just like a mad dash to see what they can figure out since they've like now they pretty much have a year to get it figured out and try to get something into plan that'll actually work and even congress is proposing a bill that'll force the NCAA to give all the students the rights to sell their name um, to, like, an unrestricted market. So it's kind of, I mean, you don't know how it's going to turn out, but um, so a lot of people, the main thing is that kind of ties to us is a lot of people are really calling for NCAA football to come back, um, the video game. So a lot of people are excited, hoping that this will. We are all major steer fans. Steer it, yeah. Hopefully, this yes. will steer it um, all back to NCAA being, uh, or NCAA football being I, a game that we can get and play again. So, so I feel like there's a lot that has to happen before that could happen, just because with the timeline of what NC, NCAA put out this ruling saying, okay, you know, we'll, we'll go along with this, but they kind of put a quick timeline on it when there's a lot of things between all the different sports to work out on this like different sports have different amateur and professional rules you can get drafted to play professional baseball uh and then you could go right out of high school to the minors or you could yeah or you could go to college as long as you're not doing anything in between once you graduate you'll go to that team that drafted you but if you are uh you know let's say you play college tennis or college uh golf if you take any type of money the pga rules that you're no longer an amateur you're a professional and uh you know likewise for the <clears throat> professional tennis organization so there's all these different uh it's not just you know everyone thinks of in the united states a uh, really big college football and college basketball culture but there's other sports that you you're going to have to work out between uh, the ncaa and these professional organizations how you're going to to view this once it comes into effect and it's 
I, I, I'm glad it's happening, but there's certainly a lot that needs to happen between now and, and there's going to and whenever this you know is fully implemented across the country, which seems like an inevitability at this point in one way or another, uh, because it's already, you know, the, the NCA is worried about people taking money uh, from different schools. I mean, that's already happening. There's right, some yeah. pending cases going on with different uh, recruits for it's mainly college basketball seems to be uh, one of the biggest issues with it uh, because a basketball player obviously if if anyone watches the NBA uh, there's less basketball players on a court at a time uh, than football players on a field one basketball player can literally change the trajectory uh, of a team in pros and in college and uh, people will drop bags for players uh, to come to different universities and there's some that are clearly uh, bigger violators than others but where there isn't uh, a market that's legal and a legal market open so that's it's happening behind closed doors and in an illegal fashion right now so the NCAA is trying to make it legal but it's it's, there's definitely some roadblocks before that can actually happen and I don't understand like in terms of NCAA football uh, and NCAA basketball coming back if a player can um, profit off of their individual likeness wouldn't you need to as EA Sports once you need to talk to each individual player to get their permission before you put them in a game. And right. I don't even know if EA Sports is interested in making sports games like that nowadays because they basically use their sports games as their little personal ATMs with all the microtransactions in them. They kind right. of like EA, just, EA yeah. just sees Madden as FIFA as the microtransaction machines because they don't really update the gameplay too much and people spend money for Ultimate Team. And that's, they, that's like a, they're guaranteed, uh, if Activision's guaranteed revenue generator is COD, EA's is Madden and FIFA. Well, see, yeah, I wonder. That's not how those sports games were, but that's not how NCA was back in the day, obviously. Yeah, so I wonder if, like, I mean, the way that only way that I could see that they could do it that it would make sense is either say, "Hey, we're paying all these players this amount," or if they do it like as a microtransaction, like you can purchase this guy's likeness or whatever, like, or you buy mm-hmm. this whole team. Or you buy this whole team with? Yeah, because if I'm if I'm Zion Williamson, I'm like, hey, I'm more important to you than Belmont. Like, I'm I'm more important to you than the the second right, guard yeah. at Bowling Green University. So why don't you give me a little more than them? And then it's a whole negotiation between. Right. I, yeah. I, I so don't know. I see. Yeah, I see that as being unless you're like paying for a DLC or like you know like an actual player or a team or something like that, then I don't see how they're going to be able to do it without having to shell out way more than they're going to actually make back if you're going to i mean if you're going to go all whatever it is 128 or how many ever d1 teams there are like if you're going to pay all of them money to have them on the game it kind of seems like it's be a a lose situation even though i'm sure that they're i'm sure that they wouldn't mind doing it because like you said every year you pump out the same exact game and you get you make you know millions of dollars off of it but there, I mean, there would have to be some kind of microtransaction in place to to be able to s- disperse the money to actual players. I never really didn't understand why they didn't. Once that thing hole went down, why didn't they just put random players um, that were, you know, maybe Ohio State has an A rating, but maybe their quarterback's really good, even though they have a Heisman Trophy winner at running back IRL. Uh, that's still on the team, and he's not a 99, but their quarterback may be a 99, and their running back's like a 78. Like, why not make random players random yeah, just go uh, for every game? Like just preseason random. ratings, yeah. like, hey, they're yeah, supposed exactly. to be ranked number one. We'll just make them, you know, number one. Ninety. nobody on the team something. looks like that player. It may be by accident, but no one else is like, you know, doesn't have similar names, heights, and all that stuff, because they would literally go in, and there's people that – 
that would buy i would buy the game if there was just random people it wouldn't matter to me yeah. uh, i re- my favorite part was the recruiting part and making my own team and making my own custom uh you know road to getting the national championship so i don't know i think with the new playoff stuff it would be really cool to see how the ncaa game would would be different and i don't really need uh the same running back from arkansas state to be the same running back from arkansas state i, I don't need that i don't i don't yeah, really care yeah the small schools like it it wouldn't really matter like if you had like you just kind of go like where everybody's projected to be and then you can release updates throughout the year like as like right now like lsu is way outperforming what people thought they were preseason and so like you put in an update to where they're a 90 four overall or something like that from like a 87 or whatever they might have been preseason Before, and you yeah. just kind of put out those updates and then you also allow people to you know like they did before the game went away where you could just download a roster that somebody else you know, had I, made i know that a triple a studio would never be cool with this but the ideal situation i feel would be like if they get the licensing rights from all these schools and or players i guess at this point and just you know, build a base game with the base gameplay. You could almost treat it like Minecraft, where we're getting updates from the community because NCAA 14, which is the last NCAA game, still cost sixty dollars because the modding community for that game keeps it up like right, an actual yeah. game. They they release a new roster every year, so while it's still NCAA 14, it's still being supported and played by people. You know, there's millions across the country who miss those games, and I, I mean, if if it's too much. For EA in-house, which I would assume it is, I, I, I really literally picture those Madden and FIFA teams being like three people who are just, you know, re- retooling the games and thinking, all right, is there a different yeah. microtransaction game mode we could be uh, putting in for this year? Uh, but if it's too much in-house for them to constantly be updating, because obviously there's way more college football teams than there are pro teams, uh, then it would be ideal if the modding community could just be in charge of that. And they'll, they'll say, all right, all right, here's, you know, each team player, the this you know, number of players on the team and then you guys can go from there that's that would be the ideal situation for me <clears throat> i i like it i i like what you're saying joel i i wish they would just give us some blank default everybody's of some random skin color age whatever on there sophomore freshman whatever yeah and just then, with the option to change them yeah and with the option to change it let the mod community kind of do its own thing so i don't know man i uh i'm pretty pumped about that if that was going to be a thing that's the first thing that everybody said uh and believe it or not i actually played the ncaa uh baseball game and that was actually pretty fun my uh, brother has that uh he ha- i i didn't know that was a thing so we because mm-hmm. we went back to um my brother's house megan's brother but I, he lives here and he i just call my brother because i've known him since he was really young um but we went back to uh megan's parents house and we were digging through their old video games um because he brought his ps3 here and he's like look there's a college baseball game i forgot to tell you this exists i didn't even know that existed yeah, I, didn't, it's so, I didn't either like all, I don't know that I all the games that, all it's the really games fun. that ea sports had rights to that it's just a bunch of they they scaled down their sports games to just you know these select few now nba live isn't even a thing for them anymore they only have two sports games uh and they used to have so many it's crazy live was actually my favorite uh now, I would they have two K now or whatever. Is that fair? Yeah, just, it, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, and that's and that's not even an EA thing. Yeah, two K is like taking over the yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah they My basically. Favorite. Yeah, I mean, I guess uh, allegedly. So NBA Live was it, it was like with EA, EA has the rights to NBA Live. They stopped it uh, like a few years ago, and then they brought it back for I believe the last two or three seasons. It wasn't selling too well, and then they stopped it for this season, and they're trying to retool it and figure out how to do it in the future. But I guess. You know, yeah. for now, NBA 2K is one of the 
uh, it, it's the premier sport or the, the premier basketball video game, and it, it always sells up there with uh, Madden. So. Yeah, well, I mean that's like they used to like two K like in the early two thousands had like the NFL two K thing, and it was never as good as Madden. So like it was kind of like a there was one year where I really I was always ways. playing Madden, but the the ESPN two K game with. Uh, Terrell Owens on the Eagles on the cover. Can you picture that cover where it's like yeah. his autograph on it? That that I really liked. I was always a Madden kid, but I remember the year that that ESPN 2K with uh, Terrell Owens came out. Uh, a lot of my Madden friends we were playing ESPN 2K that year because it was I don't know it was just different. Um, but they stopped those and they stopped making NFL games. I believe there was a bunch of companies that had. Them. Yeah, there was a uh, college one. It was called like College Game, game Day or Game Bre- yeah, was it Game Breaker? Breaker? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't even remember it what company been- that was. But I remember that was one either. of my first games that I had on the uh, PS2. Is I bought that one that had Michael Vick on Virginia Tech, mm-hmm. and he was oh, ridiculous wow. on the game. <laughs> just, yeah, throwback. Yeah, yeah, just sprint out there and just take off. Yeah. Game you played with them. yeah, but anyway. Um, so yeah, so another thing with all that, um, kind of getting back to the paying the player stuff was, um, I think they're supposed to be making it to where everything is contracted, so you can't just say like. You know, some guy walks up and says, "Hey, I'll give you ten thousand dollars to come sign, you know, autographs at my store or whatever, you know, kind of thing, or something like that." Like it's going to have to all be like contracted, which I would guess would mean that they'd have to pay taxes on all this stuff, um, which could possibly mean that maybe they'll leave YouTubers alone, the IRS. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're already short-staffed enough. Yeah, let's create. I'm, I'm all for creating more problems for the IRS that make it uh, more yeah. difficult for them to uh, find help us out. all of us and, and yeah, find anyone and uh, just comb through their taxes uh, and try to find the, the littlest issues. Yeah, it can only have so many people, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Right. It's it, the uh, the ways you can make money through the internet uh, and you know through these different or like you know, a marijuana industry is popping up in the country and if these athletes pop up there's so many different things that uh, uh, an accountant or anyone for the IRS has to deal with at the later part of this decade that they didn't even have to deal with <laughs> right. uh, 10 15 years ago it's really interesting yeah but um and then like another thing that I was thinking about is um so like like we were talking about like there's already especially big schools that get busted all the time with you know paying players or giving them vehicles or you know uh, boosters and things like that giving them money um Mm -hmm. and they just don't get caught or they do get caught later on but that kid's already in the nfl and it doesn't affect him one bit and you punish the whole program because of like you know something that they did Four or five they always years flip ago. the they always flip the booster against the program. Right, so yeah. like the person who's actually uh, the one the money is like oh, I'll I'll turn the college over. <laughs> yeah. Like you guys are working in tandem. <laughs> exactly, um, but so like it made me think like if you were say like you're a, a pretty decent like a four star athlete if people aren't listen like or people listening don't really follow recruiting or whatever like there's a five star program kind of thing for recruits like five star like the elite. And it's like four star, three star, two star, whatever. Um, but let's say you're like a four star athlete, so you're not like a premier, like a Zion or any of those kind of guys. Like, would it be smarter for you to take more money to go to a small school, or would you like rather take a smaller amount of money and go somewhere like Alabama or Clemson or something like that, knowing that you're probably going to sit on the bench for a couple years at least? Like, would it be better? Like, because a smaller school may be able to give you more money to come and be their star than 
like say Alabama would to be. Yeah, I would wonder if Alabama would even pay in that case. Like I, I wonder, like Alabama. And this is like a kingmaker in this situation because a lot of uh, players right now look at Alabama, Georgia, and Clemson as if I go there and I do decent statistically, even if I don't, I mean, bench some like second stringers from Alabama would be the stars on most other teams and they they still can make it in the pros uh, in a sense. So I I want like – there, there's, there. If I know it would never work in the reverse, but they could almost be like, "Hey, pay us, like pay." I, I'm like, pay the University of Alabama to come here. We're, we're the kingmakers for you guys. We're, you know, you'll make more money because you know, at the end of the day, um, my, you know, a, a car dealership's not going to give you twenty million dollars. Uh, you know, how right. much money? Uh, the, the value of these kids. I, I kind of, I listened to a podcast about this, and there was some really good ideas. Like, uh, for in a lot of cases, the value of these kids is the school they're associated with. You know, there's these rare kids like Zion Williamson uh, who can transcend the university and they're a star in their own right. But just speaking from my local university, um, if Cassius Winston played for Central Michigan University versus Michigan State University, I would not give one shit about Cassius Winston. And right. I love him and his, he's going to have his jersey retired uh, one day uh, for, for the university I'm a big fan of, Michigan State. But his value to the university and to the local area that would be paying him money, the, the surrounding economy, uh, is the fact that he is enrolled there, not the fact that he is a superstar. Um, and that's the, that's true for 99.9% of players that would you know be enrolled at these universities. They're the, the, the name and face attached to the university that the, the people love. Like I, you know, you're going to these, you're going to your alma mater's games because you like your alma mater, not because you like the players. And that's, a, and that's kind of feel like there's been a sea change for the NBA, where it seems like people in the NBA now root for uh, individual players, uh, sometimes even more than their own team. And I feel that way myself because I hate my NBA team I root for right now, and I find more joy in watching individual players. Yeah, and I think a lot of people have done that too because, you know, they see a superstar and they like that superstar. And here recently, like a lot of the superstars have been moving to try to join these, you know, other superstars to make, um, you know, to kind of knock off the warrior type teams that have been around for a few years everybody else is starting to trying to catch up with that mentality like we need to get two or three big superstars you know here on the team so that we can so you know people that were lebron fans like even back when he was on the heat like say or when he was on cleveland the first time and then you know he goes to the heat everybody becomes a heat fan then he goes back to cleveland everybody's a cleveland fan now he's at the lakers everybody's lakers fans kind of thing so like i agree that a lot of times they just follow the the superstars nowadays more so than like who the team is kind of thing. Yeah. That's I kind of just wonder once this is fully implemented at the college level, what type of, I, I know the big concern, what would be like if you're recruiting uh, a major, I, I mean, I don't think any swimmers are going to get any uh, an endorsement <laughs> deals from uh, right, yeah. auto dealerships, but if you're uh, recruiting a major football player or, or a basketball player, are they more likely to go to, um, UCLA than Alabama because you know they they need the money immediately and UCLA offers you know multiple uh, venues to to earn uh, I, I guess revenue right yeah you can do outside it. of the university you know, yeah I mean you know a little a little more marketing TV can commercials be done and, yeah, yeah. A, little, a little more money in Los Angeles and Tuscaloosa I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that but uh, I, I just I wonder if that would change I, I'm sure there's going to be rare circumstances I can think of like examples of the university I root for where there's somebody who's a prominent star on the team right now. Uh, Michigan state has 
a, ch a child on the way uh, and he already has a, a child um, and, uh, you know, he, he would benefit from being able to take some money from auto dealerships. But it, I, I don't know. I wonder how much it would sway. Uh, certain players, uh, or I don't know. Why I'm saying auto. I guess I assume auto deal. Like, where Everybody, else did you make? The, I guess, the kids love cars I, like that. Yeah, yeah they kid, do. Yeah, they do. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I guess you a car, an auto dealership would give them a car. I don't know. Like, or, or they could sign. Like, or, I, the most obvious one to me is making making money from signing your autographs because now, like, uh, you'll see when a college athlete graduates. Um, especially if they were important to the university, but they're not necessarily going to be a star on the professional level. They'll try to schedule a bunch of autograph signings between the time they graduate from college and the time they're going to go to whatever professional draft that they're going to be in NFL or NBA, right. uh, because you know, a lot of obviously goes without saying most people who are great in college aren't great in the pros. Cause it's just so much harder to be great in the pros. So if you're important to that, um, university, you want to capitalize on the audience in the small window you're able to before people kind of forget about you. Well, and even more so like, uh, I mean, in the same sense, like it doesn't make sense for them to, to bring a lot of freshmen in and say, like oh we're gonna pay you all this money to come sign autographs and then that that autograph never translates into anything you know because maybe they get injured in college and never even make it to the pros or whatever so i mean like it i mean i, yeah, I guess i mean that's where you would need a contractual agreement yeah right. and i think that's i think that's where people. the ncaa is or colleges i guess in general are being smart about this by outsourcing the funds so that it has nothing to do with money coming from the college and the college is still going to be making their cut. They're still going to be making their um, TV uh, deals, which is where they make most of their money anyway. Uh, you know, they'll be still selling the merchandise that just has like the, you know, the Spartan on it or whatever. And they're making money off that. And people are still coming to the games. They're making money off that. So, I mean, the college, in a sense, is going to lose some money because I'm guessing if they're selling jerseys with the kids, um, number and name on it that they'll let that kid will get some kind of cut from it or whatever so i mean i guess they'd lose some money there but i feel like it was smart for them to outsource it also you don't have to worry anything about like a title nine thing like you don't have to worry about paying women's sports equal as men's sports and all that kind of stuff because if you like a lot of people are saying well the college needs to pay this much per players and all this kind of thing early on before they kind of put all these laws into place and that, like if that you do that, the ultimate yeah. Like if you do I, that, I mean, you see a lot of programs get cut. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because you're gonna have there, to say there goes college badminton. Right. Yeah. I mean, because obviously, you know, you're. I mean, even within the same sport, like obviously your women's basketball team doesn't make as much as your men's basketball team as far as you know revenue for the no. for the college. So, like, it just makes sense to do that. And I, I don't know. Like, I feel like the NCAA is trying to do all they can do to stay relevant. Um. I mean, at some point, does somebody else just make up their own, you know? Or like, uh, I mean, the two top prospects for the NBA draft next year are playing in New Zealand and Australia because they right. don't want to, uh, you know, they don't want to go through the, it, it's kind of, it, it's just, as it is, it's kind of like slimy and gross. Like, you know, players take money from, to go to colleges that are, I guess, turn their, their uh, heads to that and are okay with boosters uh, trying to get players to to go there and you know, you know kind of acts like they don't know what's going on but they do know what's going on and mm -hmm. it's uh, you know they're they're going there to get it like zion williamson's not going to duke to get an education i mean i, I just keep using him because he's the last example of a transcendent uh, college athlete but it's 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 just kind of like a sham some, 
good hitters, man. They never tell on his ass. He never gets in trouble. Yeah, I, I mean, he doesn't ever with trouble, like yeah. Saban, like he's, I mean, he's getting all top recruits, and he's had like no major violations. Mm-hmm. And I mean, but, at some point, like it just kind of your coaching and your school just kind of start recruiting for you, where you're not even having to really worry about that kind of stuff. And I think it may hurt some of those big schools when they do have to start paying all these kids, like because they may pay a couple of them, but they're not obviously not going to be paying all of them that come in because, I mean, it pretty much speaks for yourself. Like with Coach K, like, I mean, he's coached the, you know, the Olympic teams and all this stuff, has all these connections with NBA players. He's coached X amount of NBA stars that have come through. Like, I mean, his name pretty much speaks for himself. Like, it's, I mean, you really wouldn't even have to say, hey, I'm going to have to pay you money to come to Duke. There's probably a lot of four- and five-star kids that are like, that's been their dream since they were a small child to just go to Duke. That's what they want to do. Like, they don't care about any of the other stuff. So It is interesting. It's it's kind of had an effect on, uh, I can think of a couple of, uh, I remember there was like a YouTuber who was like a football kicker. Uh, for a college university, and he yeah. got like cut from the team for for violations and um, av- like avalanche of uh, the mob fame. Uh, could could not show his face while he was a college athlete uh, because that would have been a violation to right. to be a, an outright out and out personality and, and profiting off of I, I guess what the NCAA could assume is your likeness. It, it's it's such a I right. just I the N- nobody the NCAA has such a low approval rating. It's it's like FIBA. I feel like the, like who really likes this or the shadowy. Uh, or gonna wait? Is it FIBA or FIFA? Why do I get those two confused? Are those two? What's the international soccer body? Is it FIBA? FIFA? 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 It is FIFA. What is FIBA? I don't know. Like a men's sportswear brand? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I said FIBA. FUBU? Yeah, I'm actually FUBU. FUBU is they need to be disbanded. But it's just they have such a low approval rating because they kind of it's like you know there's these older men making millions off of. Mostly men all making millions off of these student athletes, quote unquote. Well, most, you know, ninety nine percent of them are on the up and up. But there's the the shadiness that happens, and, and it's just this, it's like a for profit organization that doesn't act like a for profit organization. It's all very strange, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, like I was saying earlier, like who's who's to say that can't, somebody can't just start a new governing, um, you know, organization and just take over it, like or maybe just start one that just focuses on football or just focuses on basketball or whatever it might be. Because, I mean, the NCAA practically does nothing but just give out rules for on and off the field. Like, there's nothing proprietary about what they they bring to the table. Like, anybody could, like, say I started my own, like, uh, my uh, big football collegiates or something like that. We'll call it BFC for obvious reasons. <laughs> but anyway, so like, who's to say I didn't start that a nonprofit, and I just pretty much steal all of the NCAA's rules that don't have anything to do with getting paid or whatever, and then you know my player say my players can make money, and then I get SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, all those people to switch over, and I mean because they're making like I said they're making all their money off TV deals. And, like, NCAA doesn't – they don't make their schedules. They don't market the teams. They don't negotiate the TV contracts, any of that kind of stuff. Like, if you say, like, I'll come in and I'll do – They have a pretty sick deal. Yeah. So, like you say, I'll I'll come in and I'll (laughs) – Yeah, I'll negotiate, get you more money 
like if you switch over or whatever i don't know however it was and i mean espn or whoever would be dumb to to not say hey i'm gonna or i'm gonna stick with the ncaa schools or whatever you know it'd be dumb for them to say well you know if everybody from football is getting pulled over here we're just gonna jump you know forget the ncaa we don't need them anymore so i mean I mean, it could happen where somebody else comes out. Like if NCA doesn't get it right, could, well, I think I mean, of that in terms somebody. of that, that reminds me of how I think in terms of of YouTube. There, there's just such a, a barrier to entry in terms of the startup costs, and you know, I think there's a more obvious profitability if you start. I guess we're kind of seeing this in motion uh, with the XFL trying to start up again. Coming in the next couple of years, we're going to see. Uh, competition for the NFL, and I think competition is a good thing for all industries because it drives the best to, to the, the top and, you know, different uh, companies trying to innovate and, and do what they can, and it makes more money for the people that are involved in those industries. Um, you see this with streaming. Streaming is a more competitive industry than YouTube. YouTube doesn't have a competitor because YouTube isn't inherently profitable. I mean, it costs so much money for their server space that the advertising revenue that they generate off of it is, is I mean, they're barely, you can see they're sales over the, the years i mean they're if they're not negative they're you know close to zero uh it's it's kind of just like the the name brand recognition and having the largest video platform uh for google more than actually uh generating a lot of revenue i people always say because you know so many creators have left the site because of the monetization and all these issues you know why does it why isn't there a a competitor to youtube why isn't there like i've had people ask me that in streams why isn't there a competitor to youtube it's like what it's not profitable i mean how do you if you have the startup money I, I mean, then you got to move all the people over and then you're, you're going to build a team to buy advertising for thousands of videos. It, 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 they're all a variance of focuses. Uh, it, it, I, I don't know how you would do that. Yeah. So I'm interested in the XFL experiment to see if it makes the NFL better or if the XFL could even get their ship afloat. Because, I mean, these really established uh, in our culture, uh, longstanding things, which, uh, you know, in the Internet culture, YouTube is one of them now. And uh, the NFL is certainly one of them in American culture, especially. It's, it's interesting to see anyone try to compete with them and see what type of changes that makes to uh, the, the longstanding industry, if they can even crumble them. Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, just talking about like the money in general, like especially in college sports, like right now all of the money or not all the money, but a lot of the money that the schools generate from, you know, all these deals and all that kind of stuff goes back into a lot of times it goes back into stuff for the players, like new facilities or new weight rooms or dorms for the athletes or um, like food courts and locker rooms, all that. I mean, you see pictures of all this stuff that, all these major schools have and they spend millions and millions of dollars on those things. So a lot of those things like go back into it, but I wonder if they change it to where it's like paying the players or uh, where that money is kind of having to go to the players, then like, would it make more sense for not for the facilities and stuff like that? Right. Yeah. Would the facilities and like the coaching contracts, all that kind of stuff would, you know, take a hit where they're having to, I mean, because it would be cheaper to play pay a player twenty thousand dollars a year for four years than it would to be, you know, building or having a coaching a coach buyout that's thirty million dollars or 
whatever. Some of these coach buyouts are insane. Yeah, it's uh, the, the, the coaching money in in college sports. It will it will never. I don't see how the athletes, even though you know, especially in basketball, an athlete could change a, a school uh, oftentimes quicker than a coach can, and a, like a, right. you know, a coach being there for many years, implementing a system, building up a culture, whatnot. Uh, obviously, once you get to that level of a uh, like a coach K or a <clears throat> you know Tom is a, uh, you can kind of. Uh, always compete on a year-to-year basis but uh, just throw a really 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 transcendent player uh, on a team with even a half decent coach it, it could kind of change it. it so it's i, I mean I, you I, see it all the time in the the NBA. yeah you see yeah. it in and the you'd NBA. have to think about that too you'd have to think about transfers so you're getting a deal from one um school about uh, you know the things you're selling and just say that you transfer your senior year or whenever you graduate, your graduate transfer, you go to another school, you're getting double paychecks. You're getting a paycheck from one school into another. Does right. that cut off? Or is are they offering a better deal at your new school or at your old school? And then there becomes problems there. I, there's so many problems that are going on. I think we also didn't talk about much is when you have someone like a Reggie Bush, let's say, and he graduates. Is the college still going to play Reggie Bush because they're selling five jerseys or national championships, but they banned him from coming back at all to the school. Now that they banned him, does that money cut off or do they continue paying him? Or like, There's so many different avenues into this thing uh, because we all know that when you go buy a USC jersey that has number five on it, they're not wanting it because it's the new number five and he's the backup punter. Where They're, they're wanting it for the old Reggie Bush uh, old style look of USC, and do they pay them on that, or do they not? Like, so there's so many different things that go into this whole thing that I think needs to be answered. I think outsourcing it is the is the key there, but um, there is going to be so many lawsuits that go into this. It's going to be fucking nuts. There's going to be uh, people ha- wrapping their heads around this thing for many many years to come. So they're I, opening I mean, up a floodgate. I didn't even think about the the leaving the university. Thing. Like <laughs> Oklahoma State still sells a lot of Mary Sanders jerseys. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if it's under their officially licensed. Right merchandise but you know there's shops on campus is like if you are a university let's say that's a, a major university but maybe not one of the the biggest universities in your a specific sport like oklahoma state mm. um i mean michigan state would be in the same vein uh and you have a transcendent player you obviously you're gonna want to try to market that player that you know hey guys remember this time like marketing nostalgia of it for years to come obviously i'm sure usc does that with Leinert and Bush. Yeah, and I wonder if schools will be able to get away with being able to say like, oh, well, you know, we own the right to, you know, the, you know, whatever, the uh, USC jerseys, and so we can put number five on it without having to pay anybody. Like, if it doesn't have somebody's name on the back of it, then is it really their their likeliness or whatever? Oh, uh, and I, I heard an interesting, uh, there, like, uh, there was an interesting thing in the podcast I was listening to about this, um, too, uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember this, this story about Michael Jordan and the Dream Team, but the Dream Team was sponsored by Reebok in the, that that '92 season, and obviously Michael Jordan at that time and still to this day, huge Nike ambassador. Um, so he was using the American flag to cover up the Reebok logos on pictures and, and like in any official sense because he's you know I'm a Nike brand ambassador. Uh, right. What if I? I, I guess I don't. It seems a little ways down the road. Well, it's already happening with boosters. Like Adidas is the biggest. Uh, the Adidas boosters getting in trouble for college basketball. Those are ongoing court cases right now um, for paying players. But obviously, these major shoe companies and uh, sports apparel companies uh, want to dip their hands into players and in, in getting their hands on them and paying them as soon as possible. Uh, so, what what happens if I'm a a recruit and i know that <laughs> i hear through the grapevine uh because it's you know the the door's a little more open and they can get to me a little more easily i'm a 18 year old high school senior i hear that adidas wants to pay me 
70 million dollars upon my graduation or something and i'm getting recruited by nike schools well let me cross all the nike schools off my uh list i wonder if that comes into into play at all it seems like i don't know how you would prevent things like that from happening yeah i did see somewhere and i don't remember if it was the california law or if it was ncaa stuff that like it wouldn't trump your school's affiliation so like you could wear like your nike shoes but if your school was adidas you had to wear your adidas uniform that was through the school or something like that i don't remember where i saw that but i did see that they like if you had a deal that it wouldn't trump your school's um thanks i don't know if that means like you if you're an adidas school you can only you have to wear adidas while you're on the court but then when you're off the court signing autographs you can be decked out nike like i don't know exactly yeah there's, Again, there's no other situation and well i guess i I'm, i don't know if the nba has an a i wonder if because i know adidas made nba jerseys for a while and I, I maybe maybe there are other situations like that where there's an official merchandiser of specifically i think nike makes all the nba uniforms now but obviously people have deals with um other shoe companies so maybe it's not that big of an issue but yeah and i wonder if we see more like big baller brand and all that kind of stuff to where (laughs) these parents come out and just start a new shoe company just so they can you know all the money goes to their child or or whatever instead of having to sign a contract or anything like that like some of these parents with money or Something like that, start some kind of, I mean, even if it's like a t-shirt branding kind of thing, something that anybody could do, and they just start, you know, selling their kids' shirts online and make, you know, millions of dollars. I mean, because it'd be the same as, you know, YouTubers selling merch, like, you know, do you know anybody that's trying to put out a merch store right now? (laughs) I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a guy that's working on it that has a Shopify store bought or uh, built but can't uh, uh, get the password to log in, so has to talk to Shopify tech support at the okay. earliest convenience. <laughs> yeah. I know I know a guy with that very specific scenario. <laughs> but anyway, we're we're out of time for today, so we'll go ahead and let you uh, finish off your plugs you started earlier, uh, if there's anything. But thanks for stopping by with us, Joel, and uh, talking to us, uh, just catching us up on your life and uh, also talking to us a little bit about uh, these NCAA things that are going on, um, and just sports stuff in general or whatever. So yeah, it's all stuff I'm interested in. I like yeah, talking about that. Stuff. That's good stuff. So what? Uh, uh, I mean, obviously you've plugged that you're putting out a merch store with a lot of uh, new stuff. So what else? Yeah, you got going well, on? I don't really have see a problem with that. I don't really have a. I I, I have the nobody epic. I own the nobodyepic.com URL, so I guess I could go under um, that umbrella. But I don't really have anything uh, up for that now. But just I, I guess people keep their eyes and ears open on my social media at nobody epic um, for any updates on if I I want to have stuff um, being sold before the end of the year because I. I have cool designs and I, I don't know. It's just, it's, I've never really, I'm, I'm a very smart YouTuber and that when I was at my peak, uh, uh, uh like numbers, I, I, it was never really interesting to me. I was never thinking about other stuff. But now that I yeah, have exactly. a less, now that I don't have to focus on YouTube so much because it's not super profitable, I think about other things like merch. So, uh, very one track mind in that sense. But, uh, yeah, I guess keep uh, your eyes and ears on my social media and I stream, uh, every day, uh, on the weekdays. So not every day, but uh, most weekdays, uh, on fb.gg slash nobody epic uh, facebook streamer uh dab 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 all right man well again thanks so much for stopping by and spending a little bit of your day with us i know you got to get back to babysitting so uh we'll let you get out of here man but yeah rush me out of here i'm excited <laughs> yeah, right. megan just texted us and said she needs you back now she's, she's got to finish her paper but anyway thanks so much for stopping by with us joel and uh, everybody that came by to listen to the gfy podcast we'll see you guys next time peace